Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Thank you, Pastor Jock, um, for um, equipping all of let me Let me get my word right. Um, for relating me to an automobile. Um, maybe I'm too fast for some, I don't know. Um, but the point is this, that the Lord has granted me an opportunity to preach the Word of God, and therefore I'm so grateful because I'm just a vessel. I'm an ordinary man that is led by the Spirit of the Lord, and so are you. And I want you tonight to know that you are privileged and you are chosen and the Lord is busy equipping you for better. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so tonight's title is Possessing Gates. And this came by a dream. And I want to sort of just lay down foundation for a dream, or what I had, the dream that I had, the Lord shared with me a dream. And um, little that I know, that that was the birth of this message. So what was this dream all about? In this dream, um, I was the third person looking into this. And I saw this individual, and I'm not going to mention names because that's irrelevant. But in this dream, I saw this individual preparing for the call of God. And so many of you tonight are preparing for the call of God. Many have been called but few are chosen. And we're sitting in a congregation where the anointing is strong. We are extremely privileged to sit in this house and to experience the anointing of God on a regular basis. And so in this dream, this individual was preparing himself, but he could not because when the call came to share the ministry or the word of God, he was prohibited by a gate. A gate prohibited him from sharing the word of God. And so what it meant was the call came once, two, three times. And what happened was he was prepared. He had the word of God in his spirit and in his soul. And I know that some of you have a message to share, but something is prohibiting you from going. And that gate is stopping you from sharing the gospel. And so the point is this, in this dream that the Lord shared with me, um, what happened was eventually what was deposited into this individual's hand was a key. And so he used the key to unlock the gate and boom, he could share the gospel. But he came to the desired point to share the gospel and it was too late. It was too late because somebody else occupied that position. And so what am I trying to tell you? That if you do not possess the gates, the message of the Christ will not go out. And so forgive me if I'm a bit too serious in the start. I'll warm up in a second. But the point is this, that the Lord is busy equipping you for what is to come. The hour is late. And the Lord wants to look at laborers to go fetch the harvest. And with this, how many of you, by raise of hands, believe that we are of Abraham's seed? 
Therefore, we inherit part of the promises that the Lord has bestowed upon Abraham. Amen? And so that's where I want to start off with, with the, fun, the first foundational block. It is found, um, you can turn there, in Genesis 22, from verse 15 to 17. And the point is this, this is, in this chapter, the Lord has called Abraham to go offer a sacrifice, his only son Isaac. And so we all know the story. He and his son goes up this mountain and all of a sudden Isaac asks his father, but where is the sacrifice? And Abraham says, I will provide, the Lord will provide. Don't you worry, son, the Lord will provide. And he builds this altar and he's about to lit that altar and something extraordinarily happens. There's an angel that speaks and this is the second time after the ram has been provided and this is where we pick up now. From verse 15 onwards, it says the following. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and he said, by myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing I will bless you Multiplying, I will multiply you, your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. We all know that peace. But something stood out to me in the next part. And this is the foundational block that I want to build upon. It said the following, and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemy. Their descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. Psalm 127, verse 3 to 5 says the following. Before I go to Psalm 127, you need to understand, because you are a descendant and by your faith and by your belief that you are the seed of Abraham, you have a promise that has been bestowed from you or towards you from the heavens above for you to gain access to. And what does that mean? Because you have the ability to possess the gates of the enemy. Nothing will stop you from progressing in this life. We had a brilliant message from Pastor Jock this morning and I said to him this morning, it's, it's, it's beautiful how the Holy Spirit just dovetails the message because we didn't, we didn't speak at all. But the point was this, if you have to go from a Goshen to a Canaan, there's something that is inside of you that needs to propel you that some of us cannot go forward because we do not know how, because we don't have the keys and we do not know where we're about to go. But I'm about to tell you that the Spirit of the Lord that's in this place is going to show you the way to go. He is about to take you to places. If you are willing to step out in faith, to move forward, you shall go to the promised land that the Lord has given you. Amen. Amen. So I want you to know, yes, Jesus, give Jesus a praise. So Psalm 127 verse 3 to 5 says the following, Behold, children... Behold, children, we are in part the children of Abraham. Okay, so with that in mind, keep this following in your thoughts. Behold, behold, children are an heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. 
In other words, somebody is happy because I'm looking at a congregation tonight that the quiver is full of the seed of Abraham. There is something about to be released tonight by faith, I believe. And verse 5 says this, Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. So first, a promise that we shall possess the gate. Secondly, we will have the ability to speak with our enemy in the gate. Okay? And so this is the first foundational block. The second foundational block is the following. And I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 16 from verse 13 onwards. If you're there, shout amen. amen. Pastor George, you too fast. It says the following. When Jesus came into the region... This is Jesus. Came into the region of Caesarea Philippi. Very interesting. He comes into a region, and the region is called Caesarea, Caesarea Philippi. Keep that in the back of your mind, because we're going to touch on that in a second. And he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah. Or one of the prophets, he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Third time this, this evening that we read about a gate. I want you to know, and we, we're still in the beginning phases right now, but I want you to know that the Lord Jesus Christ has given us the ability and a promise from, to move from one place to another. In other words, what, whatever is trying to prohibit you from stepping out in faith, whatever is trying to prohibit you from going to the next level, Jesus Christ has given us the promise, which is yes and amen, which is still, it was active yesterday, it was active today, and it will be active in your tomorrow. I want you to know that Jesus is with you in this boat and the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. Verse 18, and I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. This is the key. And Jesus says something very particular and I will give you keys. Of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I'm taking it slow with purpose so that it sink in for you tonight. There are promises that we are about to access. If we utilize that promises, it will automatically speak on our behalf. All you have to do is to know Christ Jesus. 
All you have to do is to, position, to be positioned in His promise and in His presence. And so the point is this, that I mentioned Caesarea Philippi. Why? Because the Lord tugged in my heart to go search what, what is the region all about. And in my research, I found out that there is something or a king called King Herod Philip. Who was King Herod Philip? He was the son of King Herod the Great. So who is King Herod the Great? King Herod the Great's mission was to silence the voice of the Messiah. Because if you can recall, there was a call made in the King Herod's time to kill every firstborn or every male son under the age of two and under. In other words, there and there, there was a king or a territorial spirit that reigned to kill the Messiah's voice to, for, for, the, for deliverance to take place. Amen? And so the point is this, the son of King Herod the Great, King Herod Philip, positioned or had hold control over this territory, Caesarea, Philippi. And so we don't know too much about uh, King Herod Philip. We know more about King Herod Antipas, which is in Matthew 14. And we see how that same king, King Herod Antipas, had the same tendencies as his father. And so the same tendencies of Philip was also likened unto his father. And so they carried the same mission and the, and, the, and the spirit within them. What am I trying to tell you tonight? I'm trying to tell you that there are a dimension and there's a war in the realm of the spirit that is not necessarily in your favor. But if you know where you are and how you're positioned, you will be able to access the promises of God because as we have read just now in Genesis chapter 22, that we are the seed of Abraham and we shall possess the gates and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Amen. Amen. Give Jesus praise. And so the foundational block number three is found in Acts chapter 16. If you, if you have the capacity, I want you to, to page to Acts chapter 16. From verse 12, it says the following. So this is Paul and Silas on a mission for the Lord Jesus Christ. And verse 12 declares to us something very specific. It says the following, um, And from there to Philippi, which is the foremost city of that of Macedonia, a colony. It mentions Philippi, but it's not the same region as what we read in Caesarea Philippi. But if we do our research, it also indicates that it was the same king that had control over the same territory. Okay? Catch this. From verse 20. So, we understand that Paul, let's take it from verse 16. Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us 
who brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. Much profit by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and us, and they cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, not to the woman, but to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. But when, he ma when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. How many of you have ever account? You don't have to raise your hands, but I'm sure there's somebody in this place that tonight wanted to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and something came against you to prohibit you from progressing in your life. And when you wanted to share the gospel, some sort of spirit wanted to come and take you out. Some, spirit, some sort of spirit wanted to prohibit you from sharing the gospel. We are a generation that is about to have revival and we cannot stand and say, Yes, yes, yes to the enemy's voices. We are a generation that is seeking revival. And if you want to seek revival, I want you to know that you're going to have to encounter certain spirits, something that wants to come against the call of God upon your life. And I want you to know by the favour of God that is upon your life, you shall possess the gates. Amen. And so after much deliberation, we see that Paul and Silas was dragged to the authorities. And so verse 22 says, Then the multitude rose up together against him. In other words, accusations. Who's the accuser of brethren? Satan. Then the multitude rose up together against him. And the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding their jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. Having received an instruction... To take Paul and Silas to the, not just the ordinary part of a jail, the innermost part of the jail. And so in my research, I wanted to see what was jails looking like, how, how, how was they built, how, where were they situated, um, and, and what was the structure of a jail. And I came across something very interesting that some, some scholars say that the innermost part of certain jails in the Roman Empire time had, was connected with the sewerage system. In other words, when there were floods in, in the city, those water will come gushing down those sewerage systems and actually go into the jail, into the innermost part of the jails. In other words, maximum maximum execution, maximum punishment, maximum things coming against the call of God upon their lives. Why? Because the same territorial spirit was active, trying to silence Christ, 
trying to silence the gospel, trying to silence whatever you're about to share out there. And I want you to know, by the ability, by accessing the promises of God, which is yes and amen, if you stand on it long enough and you stand to say, yes, Lord, here I am. If the waves comes against me, if the winds have to face me, I will stand firm on the promises of God. I will stand as a rock. Why? Because Matthew 16, as you know it, Jesus said to whom? Peter, uh, Simon Peter, he said on this, what rock I will build my church. And so the same uh, spirit that was uh, it, let me just pause there for a second. I want to go back to Matthew 16. Why? Because I need to highlight something. Jesus made a specific statement in that area. Why? Because he knew in his early life, he wanted to be executed. So he came back into the same territory territory to say, no longer so. I have the keys and I'm giving it to the kingdom of or the, the, the children of God. And if you use these keys, you can access the territory. I want you to know tonight that the territory does not belong to the enemy no more. The territory belongs to you. Jesus Christ has given you the territory and you will advance, you will advance, you will advance. And so now we're back in Acts chapter 16. And so we find Paul and Silas in this jail. Maximum punishment for them coming towards them. In this innermost part, something that they actually did not deserve because they executed the authority of God, which was given unto them. And the point is this. Now they sit in this jail. What now? They sit in this jail. Let's read on. But admit verse 25. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Two keys, which I believe is the keys that the Lord has given unto us. Praying and singing hymns. In other words, when you have the ability to start opening up your mouth, you access things in the realm of the Spirit and you change the atmosphere for God to come down to rest upon you so that the glory of God will rest upon you and the atmosphere changes. Why? Because the territory that we always move in. I, I mean, I, I just want to relate to you for a second. I come out of the corporate environment. I know what it is like. For eight years, I've served in a corporate environment. It's not easy. It's not easy. And so you deal with territorial spirits all day, every day, as long as you work there. And I want you to know, by the power of God tonight that rests upon you, you will go into your workplace tomorrow and you will find a different anointing that rests upon your life and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Those things that wanna speak into your mouth, those things that say that you're not good enough, I want you to know that by the glory and the anointing that you carry, you shall possess the gates of the enemy. Give Jesus praise. I'm coming in for a close. It's hard to stop. <laughs> the point is this. Two keys has been given unto us. Prayer and singing hymns. Prayer, this house is built on the prayer. 
we all should be acquainted by prayer by now. And then as following, having praise upon our lips. Everybody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say it again, hallelujah. hallelujah. Say it third time, hallelujah. hallelujah. What have you just proclaimed? You effectively said, praise be to God. And we know by Scripture it declares the following, that the Lord inhabits the praises of His people. And so the key that you have by praising God changes the atmosphere around you so that when you go into your workplace, you isolate yourself. doesn't matter if you're in this jail, having a, like it says this specifically, having been put in stocks. I know that, that by, by, by study and research, it shows that it was actually, you were actually bent outside of, of, of yourself. It was like you had to stand like in a very awkward and a painful position. Sorry for that move. But the point was this. Sorry for this. Uh, that, that the pain was inflicted on a maximum situation so that you cannot uh, but pray. You cannot but sing hymns to Jesus. And so you cannot move because you don't have the liberty. The enemy wants to stop you, but tonight that changes because the gates of hell shall not prevail against your destiny. Uh, the gates of hell shall not come against you and you have a voice. And the moment you open up your voice, the things changes for your future. The things will change for your future because you are a child of God and you will possess the gates of the enemy. Amen. Give, let's stand and give Jesus a praise. The band, you may come up. Give Jesus a praise. Yes, give Him a praise. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus. You can take your seat. How many of you feel that you have gained something tonight. That you can go into your week knowing the Lord is by your side. I feel, I feel led to make an altar call. The point is this, you can bow your heads. Nobody look around. There are people in this place that cannot face tomorrow because you're facing a difficulty far greater than yourself. You feel that you're in chains. You feel like you're like Paul and Silas in an inner jail. Accusations coming against you left, right and center. But you also know that your heart is not right with the Lord. And so tonight you have the opportunity to make right with the Lord. And so if that is you, I want you to raise your hand. There's one little girl out there and I want you to step forward. this message was just for this one girl, then glory be to the King. Come forward. Give Jesus praise.
Please stand in the middle. Thank you so much. I want you to, I want you to stretch your hands over to these two young ladies. You are privileged. You are chosen. And the Lord is about to restore both of you. Tonight, things change for your favor. And the Lord is with you. The Lord's going to take care of you. You have to yield and listen to the voice of the Lord. Close your eyes. Repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me. Restore me. Lord, this night, I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that God the Father raised Jesus Christ from the dead and therefore I am saved. Lord Jesus, protect me now. Preserve me now. May your hand be upon me now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There's a pastor, Pastor Jock. Ladies, please just follow him. There's ashes behind you as well. They'll just spend a moment or two. Amen. Give Jesus praise. Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.